The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus showed himself again to the disciples by the Sea of Tiberias, and he showed himself in this way. Gathered there together were Simon Peter, Thomas called the twin, Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two others of his disciples. Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. They said to him, We will go with you. They went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Just after daybreak, Jesus stood on the beach, but the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to them, Children, have you no fish, have you? They answered him, No. He said to them, Cast the net to the right side of the boat, and you will find some. So they cast it, and now they were not able to haul it in, because there were so many fish. That disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on some clothes, for he was naked, and jumped into the sea. But the other disciples came into the boat, dragged the net full of fish, for they were not far from the land, only about ninety meters. When they had gone ashore, they saw a charcoal fire there with fish on it and bread. Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish that you have just caught. So Simon Peter went aboard and hauled the net ashore, full of large fish, a hundred and fifty-three of them. And though there were so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, Come and have breakfast. Now none of the disciples dared to ask him, Who are you? Because they knew it was the Lord. Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to them, and did the same with the fish. This was now the third time that Jesus appeared to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. In today's Gospel from John chapter 21, we have another appearance of Jesus to the disciples. This is really packed with meaning, and the church fathers looked at this Gospel and they saw various symbolic meanings. First of all, the boat that the disciples were in represents the church. The net that was not torn symbolizes the unity of the church, which is not rent. The sea represents the world. Peter, who is in the boat, represents the authority of the church, and the other fishermen represents all the baptized, the laity, us. Notice what's happening here. First of all, the disciples have been out fishing all night. On their own strength and resources, they catch nothing. Then, they listen to the word of the Lord, who says, cast the net on the other side. Having listened to the word of the Lord, then they have a full catch. This 153 fish represents all the different peoples and nations of the earth, again, according to the church fathers. Then Jesus invites them to a meal. So we have the liturgy of the word, and we have the liturgy of the Eucharist. This is how the church fathers saw this gospel. 
Based on the nourishment received from the Word and from the Eucharist, because remember, John is writing this Gospel many decades after the Church was instituted and was celebrating the Mass. So this would be really relevant to those who were hearing this. But strengthened by the Word of God and by the Eucharist, we now can fulfill our mission, our vocation, whatever charisms we have. Because it's not us doing it in the middle of the night, but rather in the daylight, we have the resources of Christ. That makes all the difference. And that brings us to the first reading, which is from Acts chapter 4, where Peter, who had previously denied knowing Jesus prior to the death and resurrection of Christ and Pentecost, now he's boldly standing in front of people who are accusing him. Annas, Caiaphas, the elders, the Sadducees, they have arrested Peter and John. Notice what Peter says. Boldly, he proclaims, Rulers of the people and elders, if we are questioned today because of a good deed done to someone who was sick and are asked how this man has been healed, let it be known to all of you and to all the people of Israel that this man is standing before you in good health by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead. A bold statement. He's basically now accusing his accusers of having put God to death. More than that, he goes on to say, this Jesus is the stone that was rejected by you, the builders. It has become the cornerstone. There is no salvation in anyone else, for there is no other name given under heaven by mortals by which we must be saved. So now he's preaching to them about how they can be saved. Very remarkable. And this stone that has become the capstone, Jews would know exactly what he's referring to. It's going all the way back to the book of Daniel. That little stone that was taken from the mountain without human hands has smashed the idol that Nebuchadnezzar has built. And then that stone grows into a mountain that fills the earth. And that stone represents Christ. So now Peter is teaching these so-called elders and scribes who should know the law He's teaching them the real significance of the prophecies of their own scriptures. Let us rejoice that we also today have heard this encounter. We are being nourished by God's word and by the Eucharist, and we have a mission. Let's thank God that he strengthened us and have the courage to, like Peter, speak the kerygma, which is a short summary of the faith, in love, so that others may join us in this great celebration of Easter, not just during these 50 days, but every day of every year until we reach glory and are with Christ and his angels and saints in the beatific vision.